Reality Redemption is back. Back in Arizona. How you doing, Snow? I'm doing good. Welcome back. Welcome home. Oh, uh, I wish I wasn't here. <laughs> and you're like, home? Uh, that's questionable. It's where I reside right now. <laughs> and we got Bridget back with us again. Greetings. Hello, Bridget. Hello. How you, how you doing? Good. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, it is Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Or what do they call it? Happy Singles Awareness Day. Yes. <laughs> do you two have Valentine's? Um, well, I'm talking. <clears throat> I'm talking to somebody that I really like, but I'm going really slow this time. I mean, like turtle speed. McConnell <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in more ways than one. Like, yeah, how McConnell passes bills or likes to even look at them. Like, that's slow. Wait, you just keep a bunch of men on your desk and you don't do anything with no, them? No, no, no. There's only, I'm only really talking to one right now. But, yeah, I'm just... Is that the same one that you... Hopefully he doesn't be like, this is too slow. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> and just take off. How about you, Bridget? We're planning an early old person dinner so we can beat the crowds. Oh, like cool. Like a four o'clock dinner. Yay. Yeah. Do you have, do you have reservations? Like my dad's Not kind of really. dinner. We're going to just kind of drive around and see what's open. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Your, like everything will probably yeah. be open, right? Yeah. I think yeah. so. Or at least some of the good places. Well, he asked me where I wanted to go, and I wanted to go to Stuff It Burger, but they're not open today. So. And he's like, um, Stuff it. maybe something a little nicer. I was like, it's fine with me. How yeah. about Mexican food? Yeah, that's that, always good. We like that La Catrina. That's our one of our favorite. Yeah, La Catrina is good. Yeah. You could have a tasty margarita. Yes. Yeah. While admiring Courtney's art and work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so we uh, had a message come in um, last week. We did. Yeah. Uh, Trey Crowder had a message for Snow. Oh, one and, of my boyfriends. Yeah. So I like to think. Yeah. Isn't he married? Yes, but okay. I so. so is John Fugelsang, and I call him my boyfriend. They're my crushes. All right, they're my liberal man crushes. <laughs> nice. So here, here it is. Hey, Snow, it's your buddy Trey Crowder here. Been talking to Michael, and I understand uh, congrats are in order on your podcast, Reality Redemption. All the best to you on that front. Also, Michael tells me that you're the you're a person that puts their money where their mouth is. Donate your stimulus check to the Georgia election. Oh, my God. A liberal after my own heart. About to give me the vapors just thinking about that type of go-getter-itness. That's not a word, but you know what I mean. Like, that's real shit right there. Don't anybody tell you it's not. That's great. It took a lot of real shit from a lot of real people to get that done, but it got done because of people like you. And, Lord, I appreciate it. We all do. Because, you know, I mean, like, things we've had... We're turning it around. I think we're turning this franchise around. I really do. I really do believe that. Yes, we're coming out of some of the darkest days any of us can imagine. But I think that uh, I think we're getting we're starting to get back on the right and proper track now. I really do believe that because you know uh, Georgia's not the only place where we won. We won in the White House too. Joe Biden's the pre- Donald Trump's not the president anymore. Isn't that crazy? Joe Biden's president now, and what's even wilder is like Joe Biden's been. I don't know if you've been watching. He's been. Uh, when I say that, he's been like doing stuff. You know, remember when presidents used to do stuff back in the day? Uh, he's been doing stuff, and that's just so refreshing. Now, I mean, of course, he had a lot of stuff to undo 
to keep our country from, you know, exploding into a fireball of dipshittery in the first six months of his presidency or whatever. But still, he's been doing the right I'm stuff to undo the wrong stuff. He's been actually taking those steps so far, and I, for one, am thrilled with it. Uh, things are still not great. I'm not trying to act like they are, but... I really do think that there's some, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. We can see the horizon now with all this. I think we're we're moving, starting to move in generally the right direction again. I truly do believe that. But I know that like we're still so early into that process, and it can be easy to forget it. Like people, we're still we're still just reeling from four years of Trump and his shit. Right? It's hard to get out of that mode. You know, because like I was talking, this is a true story. I was talking to my meemaw earlier today on the phone, and we were talking about this same subject. And my 82 year old meemaw brought up Donald Trump, and she was like, she's like, I just, I wish somebody kill him. I was like, I know you do, meemaw, you whatever. And she doubled down. She's like, no, Trey, I mean it. I wish somebody just like, assassinate his sorry ass. That's what needs to happen. And I was just Boy. like, <laughs> oh, and that's like, if you're listening, she's a card. She's <laughs> <laughs> no reason to tap all her phones or nothing like that because this shit she's saying, she, do you know how many laws are, NSA? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My point is, like, we're also battered from the last four years of, of the Trump administration that I think it could be like it's almost hard to believe that he ain't the goddamn president anymore, but he's not. He's really not. <laughs> you know, and we're winning in other places too, and we're pointing in the right direction again. Yes, those people are still out there, and yes, we're still going to have to deal with them. I'm not saying otherwise. But goddamn, things are looking up, Snow. Things are looking up uh, for all of us. So, happy new year to you. Happy new podcasting to you. Happy everything to you. I love you like chicken. Up to see you down the road, Snow. See you. Love you. Bye. Hi, Snow. Love you, too. (laughs) (laughs) I like the fireball of dipshittery. (laughs) Fireball of dipshittery. That needs to go on a t-shirt. Right? And that dipshittery is still going down. You know, everybody's celebrating that Trump is uh, 2-0 in the impeachment but who really thought you would be convicted anyways? Nobody. But yeah. the fucking Republicans in Congress are fucking sellouts. You know, I was seriously thinking about this. I'm like, all right, they... If if those terrorists would have killed Nancy Pelosi, like, they would have probably had a heyday and thought it was cool and awesome. What if they... What if they killed... Mike Pence, like, because they were chanting, you know, hang Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. Like, would the Republicans still have come out with the verdict that they did? Like, I honestly don't know. Like, I'm honestly, like, I think maybe they'd still acquit him. I I don't even want to fathom that. I mean, it's just, it's too icky to even think of I know, but you're like, dude, what would it fucking take for you guys to hold this motherfucker accountable? Mm-hmm. Like, what would it take? You know? Do people actually have to die? Our uh, buddy Brent Terhune um, put on Instagram this morning, bragging about a 2-0 impeachment record is like bragging you went to s- summer school twice. <laughs> right? 
mean, he still was impeached twice. Yep. I mean, just wasn't convicted. And they think it's a win. Like, they don't get... Because you've got so many people that don't understand government anyways. Yeah. Well, they need to teach civics in school again. Right. They need to bring civics Mm -hmm. back. I keep bringing up Al Capone, and I have been for the last four and a half years, because uh, that's how this guy's going to go down. And they also both had syphilis, oddly enough. (laughs) Does Donald Trump have it? There's been medical doctors who've written papers that he has all the symptoms of advanced syphilis. Oh, wow. From an earlier infection, yeah. Is that what makes him nuts? It's part of the symptom. How has he not had to get treatment, though? I thought syphilis was like a really nasty one that does weird shit to your... Well, it's different different phases of it, and then it goes into like a non-infectious phase, but it still screws up your body. Yeah, there's, uh, there's more uh, than actually it's more than one doctor out there who's who've written papers theorizing that's why he's behaving the way he is. I remember like in sex ed seeing pictures of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, syphilis! Fun Valentine's Day subject. And what, what got my attention is you know he was on Howard Stern years ago saying that um, talking about not going to Vietnam and. Him not getting venereal disease during that era was his Vietnam. You guys remember him saying that? It's been no. quote. Yeah, he said something along those lines. So the fact that he brought that up makes me think there was something more to it because you know he likes to project. So, yeah. President Bonespurs. Uh, mm-hmm. It's nice to have a nice, boring president in our <laughs> office. I know. And on that thing, like when Trey was talking about, he's not the president anymore. I'm like. I know. I keep telling myself that. I'm like, and like, it's so weird when you hear, like, it's so, I mean, nice and refreshing when we now hear President Biden. Every time I hear the announcement, I'm like, oh, yes, it's so nice. <laughs> and actually, I just, Chelsea Handler three years ago was investigating if Trump had, had syphilis. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was trying to remember. There, it's been it's been out there. It's been. It yeah. Been. But that's how they'll get him because financial crimes are pretty cut and dry and there's documentation. So that's my theory. And both of them were not very educated. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Al Capone had yeah. like an eighth grade education. But they had a lot of fans, both of them. Oh, I know. They had a big following. Yeah. Oh, so in other news, Tom Brady is a seven-time champion. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yay, Tom Brady. That was awesome being in Tampa for that. Get to experience it. Like, the where I was staying was right in the flight path. So, after the flyover, like, you could hear the jets flying right over. You could hear the fireworks from when the Buccaneers won. I can't believe the Chiefs did so awful. Not even one fucking touchdown, dude. Oh, my good Lord. You guys really look pathetic. The only touchdown they had was when they landed in Tampa. I know. <laughs> Jeez. Dun, dun, dun. That was that was a crappy game. I mean, I, I loved it because I was going for Brady and Gronk, but other than that, the game was kind of an awful Boring. game. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch Sorry. it? Sorry. No. I was boring. sleeping. It was like the, I guess it was like the most unwatched Super Bowl in history. The ratings were really low on it. I, guess, I think a lot of people didn't want to watch. Maybe it was Who knows? Maybe because the weekend was playing halftime. I didn't think the weekend was that bad. 
I didn't care that much for the halftime show. I didn't understand the things on their face. They either looked like they all had plastic surgery or like jock straps on their heads. I don't, I didn't. I did see that. They look like jock straps. I was like, well, that, what that, the fuck? That, that was the mask thing, though. I mean, I mean oh. th- th- that was the reasoning. So you had that many performers on the field. They ha- they would have to wear masks. So they oh. that's why they did it. So and they they were like, well, we're doing football. Let's make them look like jock straps to go along with the theme. You know, but I don't understand the point of you know why they only had twenty some odd thousand people in the stands um, because outside the stadium. You couldn't tell the difference. It was packed, just wall-to-wall people, and nobody was wearing masks, partying it up. All the bars were packed. Again, well, there'll probably masks. be a lot of infections. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been two weeks yet, has it? No, it's no. been a week. Yeah. So okay. we'll... Because the infections... Okay, so they've been talking about how COVID infections have really gone down, but we'll see what happens because... Florida also has a presence of the new strain, too. Yeah, and people were um, flying in from all over. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, on the Super Bowl, I need to correct one mistake from last week. Next year's Super Bowl isn't in Glendale. It's in Los Angeles. Then the year after, it's in Glendale. Okay. I wonder when it will be in it's, Vegas. Holy cow, that'll be a... Uh, yeah, when it's in Vegas. Be Vegas would be crazy. Yeah, that will be a time to not go to Vegas. Uh, but Super Bowl week is really cool. I mean, I didn't really participate in any of the experience this year, but I did Phoenix a few years ago. And I went to Media Day, and, you know, it's a huge production, and the media is crazy. It's worth going to if you get a chance. Huh. When there's not COVID. <laughs> Um, so speed of traveling, traveling's the worst part. Um, being in an airport, you have to have, leave your mask on at all times, even on the plane. And um, well, you should have to. Well, yeah, mean. yeah. But the thing is, you have these people, like the people I was sitting next to, um, and they leave the middle aisle open, but you're still, you know, three. The feet. middle seat. Middle seat's open. Okay. Um. But I was next to these people that they kept on, you know, pulling the mask down under their nose. And the flight attendant would be like, pull it back up. And they would pull it back up. As soon as she would walk away, they would pull it down again. It was like a two-year-old child. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? And imagine having to listen to that for two hours yeah. of constantly putting I would have said on, something. I would have said, hey, dickwad, can you not just keep your fucking mask on like the rest of us? Because I'm sick of listening to this stewardess bitch at you. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was this other guy a few seats ahead of me that... He wasn't wearing his mask, and another flight attendant was just talking to him for like 20 minutes, trying to convince him to put the mask on. Um, Why do people like that go anywhere? It's yeah. like, fuck off. You know the rules. They should ban them, too. They should be like, you're not flying anymore. I mean, being a flight attendant is a hard enough job to begin with. You have to deal with the, please shut off your cell phones mm. and everything else. And the drunks. You put up, please yeah. put up your, oh. you know... Please put up the tray, and people don't listen to begin with. I can't imagine having to try to convince people to wear a mask for a few-hour flight constantly. On the way back, though, um, 
despite having a kid crying the entire time, mm-hmm. and it was one of those ones that the parent just didn't care that the kid was crying the entire flight. But when we landed, um, there was two sets of um, police officers, airport security and police officers. I think they were going to escort somebody because they weren't wearing masks. Good. So, uh, what else did I do? Um, you know, you think Florida would be full of rednecks, but I was in a pretty progressive area. Huh. St. Petersburg. It was nice to be around that refreshing. Um, oh. Hey, what's going on there? Mic check. <laughs> So I uh, went to Daytona, the racetrack, and that was uh, quite the experience. <laughs> anyway, I have a little bit of technical difficulties here. Um, the racetrack was cool, and they, they, were, they did it right. They, um, they handed you hand sanitizer when you went in. Um, everybody was socially distanced. You were required to wear a mask until you got to the seat. And Daytona was like 100,000 people. There was probably only 10, 15,000 people that actually attended. Huh. Um, being there at that track was just awesome. And today's Daytona 500. Uh, go Bubba Wallace. And uh, I have a so, Bubba Wallace t-shirt. Yeah. Cool. You, you weren't a fan before, were you? Nope. Not, not, until, not until Bubba Wallace did his thing. And then I bought myself a t-shirt to support him. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Well, I'm not really a NASCAR fan, but I yeah. do like Bubba Wallace. Yeah. But, yeah, I usually fall asleep at those things. Mm-hmm. There's too many laps. I'm like, Just wake go, me up when it's close. Go faster. <laughs> like, yeah, and they are going fast, right? Aren't they going like 200 miles an hour? I'm like, wow, this is this is too much. Too much for me. Huh. <laughs> so, bit of technical oh, difficulties there. Yeah, that was just us theater of the mind there. here. Wish, wish you could see more. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I think our microphone stand <laughs> fell asleep there. It might be toast, right? <laughs> it it always does that. Who knows? Yeah, it's time for new mic stands, I guess. Yeah. Uh, geez, quite they don't make them like they used to. Yeah, it must be made of China or something. <laughs> God, I was I was fighting with somebody on Facebook last night because um, I guess the uh, what they call it, the fun run it goes from uh, Seligman to Topak every year. It goes yes, it goes to Seligman from Seligman, then it stops in Kingman that day and has the car show, and then the next day they go on to Topak. Yes, it's like the first weekend of May. Yeah, so it's right after the bicycle or bicycle <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> well, um, somebody on the Kingman news page or whatever it was was they were complaining about how the city canceled it, and it's the organizers that make the final decision on whether to cancel it. Um, and this guy was saying somehow that because my argument was why would the city want to cancel it because you would want the sales tax revenue 
of when they stop in Kingman and spend the night, you know, so Kingman wouldn't cancel it. They may want to make sure it's so. No, and distance. Kingman's fucking anti-mask. Why would they cancel it? And it's outdoors. They don't give a fuck. Mm-mm. Like, it, it's like, yeah, how does this make sense to them that it wasn't the organizers yeah. canceling it? been having other car shows. Like, yeah, long anyway. They still yeah. do it like every, I think it's like first Saturday or something. Mm-hmm. They all have their little car shows downtown. Yep. Yeah. Well, this guy was like, wake up, slave. Can't you see that it's the big government? Oh, they they want to keep us, they want to keep Kingman poor. And so they, they're relied on federal funds. And just mm, bullshit. And he's like, yeah, you libtard. I'm just like. That's not why Kingman's poor, but okay. <laughs> God, the mentality. That's why it was nice to get out of here for a few days. You know, just yeah. some ocean. Mm. I know. And I'm, yeah, to get away from the people like that. I'm so sick and tired of listening to the big governments coming like the Reagan era bullshit. I'm so sick and tired of hearing that because my thing is, is like, this is how I feel about fellow union members. I'm like, stop fucking complaining. You are part of that. You are the union. So stop complaining about it. Same thing. We are the government. The government is ours. I don't know why they keep straying from this of the people by the people and for the people take it the fuck back Mm -hmm. like that's what i want i want my fucking government back i want my government to work for the people i don't want it working for the corporations like you fucks have done ever since you have your reagan views (laughs) god ah this is why I don't even engage with them anymore. I'm like, they're look, you're not going to get through to these people. Nope. They are brainwashed. They've been brainwashed for over 40 years. They've been ba- brainwashed with that. What was the phrase that, uh, that Reagan's famous phrase, the eight words that I worry about. Hi, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. They are fucking brainwashed that, that it's bad. Yet they don't vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. A lot of the um, Trump supporters didn't mm-hmm. vote. I mean, maybe if they would have actually voted, maybe the outcome would have been different. Yep. But yeah. but no, it's all rigged. Well, they probably and... still voted for their king. They probably didn't vote down nope. ballot. They didn't vote. They haven't voted in years, a lot of them. Oh. Then why, why buy the flag? Why buy all the gear if you're not going to participate? It's like a cult. I know he's like a sports team to these assholes. You know, I did go to uh, Great American Pizza. Uh, I, Saw that. Did you see the lovely I, artwork? Oh God, it was horrendous. Oh, I wanted to throw up in my mouth. Um, even my kids, my kids have stayed in the car while I ran in, um, and they were just like, "What." Is this place just judging by the clientele walking in there? They were just like, "Ew." Redneck. I, I will say the pizza is really good. I, I will give them that. I will never go there again because um, what they had Joe Pyro mm-hmm. on there last weekend. I, I thank God I missed that. How desperate does Joe have to be to come out to Golden Freaking Valley? Maybe he's going to run for sheriff <laughs> in Mojave <laughs> County. Maybe. 
Well, I can't make it in Maricopa, but these losers really seem to like me. Well, that's probably the only where, place you could go to get any adulations, you know? Right. You're a hero, Sheriff Drew. Yeah. You're putting the Mexicans in tents, you know? God, he's yeah. so stupid. I, I heard it was quite the scene out there. Too bad Aaron wasn't here to, to fill us in because Aaron went... Oh, man. Yeah, he probably got some great footage. <laughs> the, the time I went out of curiosity, it was I was bored out of my mind. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go check this out. So, well, first of all, you know, just the decor. I was trying not to laugh the whole time. Um, and I had, you know, meatball sandwich was excellent. It took forever to get. But just, and again, I don't ever have to go back because I took it all in. On, it's burned into my brain. But it's just so tacky. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, just so it, tacky. It, it is tacky. Kitschy, whatever you want to call it, not good. You, their, should, you should have seen the looks. Their I got. brand. You should have seen the looks I got because I had a mask. <laughs> so they're like, "What are you doing here? <laughs> are you lost?" <laughs> I hate my money spends the same as anybody else's. That's right. I'm uh, surprised they accepted it. Yeah, we don't take no liberal money here. Yeah, and I got some flack for going there, but I'm like. You know, when you think about it, yeah, I got some flack too. Most of the business here, businesses here, are on the side of that place. So, I was trying to make a statement by going, "All right, the election's over, let's make yeah. peace," and then I immediately regretted it. I was just like, <laughs> although the pizza was good. My thing is, is like, why can't the people around here just be Republicans? I don't mind patronizing Republican businesses. I, honestly, I don't care what political party. You follow. We should but why do you have yeah. to be a racist asshole and promote that? Then I don't want to fucking spend money with you. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I, I don't want to give you a dime. I don't want to help your fucking racist ass out. You know? Honestly. Yep. It's I, like... Yeah. I shouldn't know your politics going into your establishment for one. Right. Well, I don't even care but, if they're Republican, yeah. though. You know, that's fine. I have plenty of Republican friends. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, that, the, like the my pillow guy... How bad is he fucking up a three hundred million dollar year yeah, business? He's, he's done. Yeah. Why, why would you? I do heard that? his pillows suck anyway. They do. Yeah. yeah. Aren't they all like lumpy? Yeah. I mean, twenty years ago, because they're like filled with like chunks, chunks. of foam. Yeah, and they're uneven oh. and it's gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so is I threw it out. So is Mike Lindell. He's gross. He's gross. That commercial is yeah. creepy with the one. In, I know when he's all hugging his pillow. Well, he shows up in the in the cabinet. You know, medicine cabinet uh, mirror in the bathroom. Oh. I haven't uh, seen that uh, one. Uh, it's uh, so creepy. Why would you do that? Why would you put your political affiliation on any business at all? It yeah. seems like you'd want to just accept. Because he's in a fucking cult, I guess. I mean, they're like, look at all the people who wore the fucking Charles Manson t-shirts. Yeah. Thinking that asshole was fucking cool. Yeah. And, and he, uh, he was getting sued by the uh, company that was making the ballot machines mm-hmm. because of... Because he went shut the fuck up. They are. Yeah. A lot of them are getting but, but sued. He, but he still went on own last I week. I think... It did like a two-hour infomercial or... Mm-hmm. I think Giuliani's getting sued for his statements that he made. Like, those, the people who own those... Uh, what's the name of the company? I can't think of the name, but they're going there's, after a ton of people. Yeah. 
Yeah, two of them. And they're both For going after billions. a ton of them. Yeah. And I'm like, good. At least someone, at least some of these companies have the fucking balls to stick it to these assholes. I'm like, this is what we need. Kelly People Wars, need yeah. to be held accountable. Kelly Ward's been put on notice by one of those companies to cease and desist. Chemtrail. Chemtrail. You know, Kelly. Kelly Ward, you know, she's, she's quite the card. She, uh... She's all for, you know, trying to overturn, over, overturn the election results yeah. in Arizona, Still. but she won't accept a recount for herself. For herself. I know. Like, how'd you win, bitch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like reading the comments on Twitter. She's getting ratioed hard. It's great. <laughs> uh, we should have her on. Honestly, I don't know how she did win. You know, okay, in the 2016 election for senator when she ran against McSally on the Republican side, my dad specifically, like, he's a registered independent. So he's like, I can still vote in the primaries. He goes, so I went in. He goes, I already knew I was voting for cinema. Uh and so he goes, right? I'm like, I voted for you. Yeah, I'm going to have to break up with her because she's pissing me off. I know, her and that fucking filibuster. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I'm going to get a Republican ballot because I can't have that crazy ass Kelly Ward getting in there. He goes, I got to go vote for McSally. And I'm like, Dad, whatever. You don't need to tell me this. He acts like he was impressing me. He's like, I'm going to be voting for a Democrat. He's like, I'm voting for cinema. And I'm like, you're voting for her because she's pretty. I know, I know your thing. You said the thing about Hillary, that that's why you didn't want to vote for Hillary, because you didn't like the way she looked. Remember? And I didn't like that. And we got in an argument over that. <laughs> he didn't vote for Trump either. He left president blank. But I'm like, thanks a lot, asshole. Yeah. Like, while you're there, you might as well, you know. Yeah. So, Bridget, you worked for the newspapers for a while. Oh. How was that? 20, I mean, dealing with the... the over 20 years in mainstream newspapers. Well, you, locally, though, how was it? Um, well, I started off more regional. I worked for some bigger papers in California. Um, you know, like politics stuff or... Yeah, politics. I, well, I was mostly in sports. Um, did a little bit of news, but did luckily for me, I wasn't really involved in it, a lot of that at all. I mostly was on the um, production end for most of my career, but I, you know, and I was kind of a conservative back then too, so maybe I wasn't really paying attention. But oh yeah, you didn't probably notice it. Yeah, I was actually pretty conservative until I moved here, and then saw how everybody was really crazy here and switched parties. <laughs> Like no thanks, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not, I'm cured. <laughs> so you saw the light. Yeah, yeah. Saw the crazy. <laughs> you know, be part of it. I'm actually pretty moderate, but it's because the right has gone so far to the right. Now it seems like I really mm-hmm. lean left. You know, like the thing that get the thing that kills me. Like I'm considered a progressive. How is a progressive, though, somebody who's into the ideals of FDR and Eisenhower? Like, and, but we're considered the progressive. I'm like, no, the party left the people, obviously. I'm like, 
Why are we considered the far ass radicals? I don't get that. I am. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind. And you know, and I'll I'll go through most of Eisenhower's um, platform with a conservative, and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh-huh. all those things. I go, well, you're a liberal now. You would have been a conservative 50, 60 years ago, but now you're a liberal. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And now, like Mitt Romney's considered a liberal. Yeah. I mean, to, yeah. to, to, the, to, the, to the far right. <laughs> well, even people. Reagan would have been a bit in some ways. Yeah. yeah in some of his stances. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's crazy how it's gone. That's yeah. That's why. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see the conservatives getting on board with the whole make it, Made in America thing again. I mean, yay. You know, maybe maybe, maybe Charity blocked yeah. me because she found out I wasn't a Trump supporter. Uh, is okay. she? She was a Trump. Yeah, she, she was a Trump supporter. Why did she like my? Did she not understand my video of reading when I read do my first book review? She liked that, and I was like, so I was like, oh, she's on our set. Maybe she didn't get it, like that. It's. There's nothing in the book. It's a book of empty pages. <laughs> like, it's... Like, oh, if you're no. listening... Yeah. <laughs> well, she, I don't know if she blocked me, so I don't know if she'd be listening anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well. Uh, Moving right along. So, you do you have some, like, interesting sports stories that you could tell us? Yeah, so... Yeah, I can't say any names or places to protect the innocent. And it's been almost 30 years in some cases, so I may get things wrong. So, uh-huh. just... <laughs> okay. So, if, before uh, Mojave County, you were in uh, the Los Angeles area? L.A., SoCal, yeah. Um, and you can't say what paper? I worked for more than one paper. I worked for a handful of them. Were you the major papers? Some of them. Okay. Um, and I started off in... I was like 20 years old and I started off in the horse racing department and then moved on to the main sports department and uh, mostly doing, you know, like the, the stats and all that programming back, back in the day we had to like hard code everything and paste up and it's not like now where it's solved as computerized, but, and it's all, this was also like the last breath of the actual like real newspaper world before it went to hell. <laughs> so we still had, like all the papers in the market, we still had our own reporters covering beats for the different teams, the major teams. And um, so I would hear stories uh, told directly to me, or I would, you know, hear them from other parties, you know, and I don't know where to start, but uh, I'll start with Lasorda. Okay. I can say Lasorda because a lot of what I'm going to say is already known. Okay, let's talk. Okay. Let's, let's talk about them. Uh, rest in peace because he recently passed away. Yeah, yeah. So rest yeah. in peace, Tommy. Right. I always liked him. Right. I thought he was a and he was well liked guy. He was well liked. Um, but it's no secret that he liked to say um, walk around with only his blue kids on. He didn't care if and there was nothing else. He didn't care if there were women in the room. Uh, Whoa. I, even David Letterman's told stories about this. Um, so it's a known thing. Did he like have like, did he have like a unit that was like nothing to be ashamed hey. of? And that's why he's out showing it off. Nobody or? ever brought it up. So I'm going to say probably not. Oh God. Um, 
He just had no shame. He had no shame. And I think he liked to embarrass people, too. I think he did it as sort of a... Because he did like to kind of play with people a little bit. Um, and he also had a very famous temper. Like, if you were a cub reporter and Tommy's... If his team lost and you asked the question of, why do you think you lost? You were going to get it. Oh. And they would actually set up new newbies to go in and ask that. Oh. Oh. How mean. Yeah. Oh. And um, so... I was an aspiring reporter at the time. I was in my early 20s thinking about becoming a sports writer. So the guys were planning, the guys in my department said, well, we need to get you in the locker room and see how you handle <laughs> being next to Naked Tommy and how he handles you. And at the time, I was like, let's do it right on. I never did get to, but oh, but it's so, you know, the whole Me Too thing. And you think back and it's like, Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, the things that went on in those departments at all newspapers, all sports departments that were sort of expected and accepted. Um, I don't think they're doing that anymore. Right. At least they're not, Probably not a good idea. Like uh, if you went on the road, say you were uh, your beat, you had a beat with like the NBA or whatever. And you, you know, go on, go on the road, follow the team around. You know, every strip club in every town, you, you, you know, things, <laughs> you know, uh, you get, really close to some of the the big players and I heard stories um, and I'm going to be very careful here because things have really changed a lot in 30 years um, with, you know, there, there should be more pro athletes out, you know, as coming out as gay and that's not really still not happening in the, the, the men's major sports. So the women's are like the WNBA, they're really out about that. And right. I think there's only one NBA player who's an active player who's come out. Um, but uh, this is what uh, this is what I'll say. And this would have been like 90, between like 91 and 96 in that era. But I, I knew one of the, the beat writers for the NBA. Um, and he was really um, involved in like a lot of the after hours kind of stuff. Like he went to the private parties. Uh-huh. And this is right around the time Magic Johnson, you know, came out with his news about being HIV positive. And this guy pulled me aside one day and he said, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've, you know, and I'm only saying this because I've, I've witnessed this. He says, at least a between 25% and a third of the players are having relations with each other. And he was a witness to that. And. I'm thinking of 30 years and it's still so taboo to come out, you know, kind of blows my mind, but 25 to 30%. Yeah. And his, in his opinion from what he had witnessed and he had traveled all over the country with all the different teams. He was at the houses of these people, these players. I don't know how their wives didn't know. Um, Cause there were, you know, parties at their homes Maybe they did. Maybe their wives are like Beards, Iman. Maybe yeah. like remember like I remember hearing a story about David Bowie and Iman, and she yeah. walked in and like there was blowjobs happening, and she was like, "Oh, yeah. just giving a blowjob, yeah. okay, you know." So, and yeah. she's like, "I'm gonna leave." <laughs> so I've been waiting for thirty years for these guys to come out, and it's not happening. Still not happening. I mean, it kind of a little bit in the the college sports, a little help happening, but. Yeah, like, you think somebody would write a tell-all book or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
they obviously still don't. And these were players you comfortable. Yeah, these are players that even people who weren't really into sports would know the names of. So, like the first string players, yeah, the the starters, yeah, hmm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm still waiting. I'm like, what? What's what's the what's the deal? What's going on? Because and they've taken surveys of players who would say, how do you feel? If how would you feel if one of your teammates came out? And most of them are like, I don't care. They're fine. You know. So. I think it's just more like, I think maybe there's just more of a sense of shame for men than there is for women. Like the way that I think it would just be harder for them. Mm -hmm. So they're like, I'd rather just keep it my own business kind of thing. Well, you wouldn't want to alienate your fan base because mm-hmm. right. your fan base it probably would be accepting yeah. of that. They've got to worry about not being able to sell so I wonder if it's the league that's doing it because I'm sure people have wanted to come out. Um, in fact, I think I, the, the guy who did, he came out like six years ago. I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but he did write a book and I think that was part of it was he had wanted to come out for a long time and finally just did. Um, but it was, you know, people have already forgotten about it so I don't know why Who's keeping the lid on things? Yeah, I mean, like even in football, what about you? I know it's not like a big deal for that long because yeah. there was the there was a guy that famously came out in football, and I can't even remember mm-hmm. who he is anymore. Yeah. It's like people yeah. are like, yeah, okay, it's like big news, and then it's like, okay, no one, yeah. everyone's back to like, no one cares. They're off mm-hmm. to the next thing, the yeah, next big yeah. story. Like in, you know, women's soccer, it's celebrated. I know, yeah. probably in the WNBA it, too, yeah, right? It's, not, it's in, in fact, I there, I heard something that there's so many gay women in the WNBA that they were like, okay, enough, we have enough of this coming out. We don't have to do this anymore. You know, it's such an accepted thing. That's so, kind of messed up too. Is, they should be is. able to do. Yep. They should be able to say, look, you know. Yeah. Like, huh? But you know, lots just I just a lot of the seedy side of sports reporting. I, I was exposed to at a young age and decided that probably wasn't the direction I wanted to go as a reporter. So I kind of stuck to the non-traditional sports for a while and feature writing and that sort of thing. But it's, uh, it kind of crushed my whole idea of reporters being objective when they're sharing, you know, on the road, sharing a suite with a coach and bringing back a specific kind of prostitute that that coach likes. Ooh, what Ooh. kind of prostitute? <laughs> with a specific yeah, ethnicity with a specific body feature. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they're both married, and their wives have no clue. You know. Do you think the wives have no clue, or they just accept well, they it probably, because of the lifestyle? Yeah. <clears throat> well, know? some I can say for a fact. I I know for a fact their wives did not know what they were up to. Oh wow! So, yeah, but thinks somebody would tell them. Yeah. They had you know. Oh, I'm just I'm just sitting in my room by myself having pizza, and they're you know off at a strip club putting rolling up dollar bills and putting them up you know. Stippers buttholes and oh. now, who's the person that goes out and finds <laughs> finds the hooker with a specific body type? This is why I don't want to pay a major a major like beat reporter cash. for a major newspaper. And that's all I'm gonna say. So so you get a major sports reporter to yep. go out and scout yep. for a certain type of hooker. Yep. For a certain type of coach. Yep. That isn't it. So you kinda wonder about how objective are we being anymore? Because, <laughs> so. and why would that reporter want to report that? <sighs> I'm still I'm 
waiting for someone to write a tell-all book. Because, I, I mean, there's dozens of people I've, I've talked to over the years that have so many stories. You know, because, like, on conspiracy theories, the only reason why um, I don't believe a lot of conspiracy theories is because you'd have to have so many people keep it under wraps mm-hmm. to go along with the conspiracy that it would seem like somebody would break and and tell the conspiracy. Tell, and capitalize tell, 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 off it. Yeah. And yeah, because like um, like every time there's a mass shooting, um, it always goes, well, that's a false flag. And they were crisis actors. It was crisis actors and all this other mm-hmm. bullshit that, that they, they say. But then, like the one in Vegas, they say that there was multiple shooters. But then, how come you you can't have? Any, there's no video that comes out of it. Mm. If and the the reporters would have to be involved, the press, the police, all the crisis actors, and not one person will slip. You know what's sad about the Vegas one? So, I knew someone whose brother died in that. And he believes that it was, he believes the conspiracy. Um, I, I, I had a customer here from Like, King, he says that his, he says his brother's dead, but he, and died from the shooting. But he believes that it was all staged so that the government could take their guns. Like, he firmly believes this. I, I know somebody, too, that his brother was a victim and he believes it was a conspiracy. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? They're listening to Alex Jones, apparently. <clears throat> yes. Yes, this guy is an Alex Jones fan. Yeah, and I just had a a discussion about weapons the other day, and I actually, when I locally, when I worked for a local paper down the hill, I sort of took on as my beat the uh, firearms laws and things that were going on because at the time Jan Brewer was oh god, they were passing a lot of bills. Sea hag, that's yeah. what I call her. But um, also around that time, the Supreme Court during the Obama administration. Um, solidified the rights of individuals to own firearms because there were some court challenges where they kind of were thinking about, well, let's just let the militias be armed or something like that effect, you know, only trained people. So the Supreme Court said, no, everybody's allowed to have a gun. That's it. And um, and then Brewer and the legislature, what was it? You didn't have to have a concealed carry permit anymore in Arizona. You didn't have to register weapons made in Arizona. There was like five laws. So I covered that, and I had a pretty good idea. But So anyway, someone brought up, oh, Biden's going to take our guns. And I said, so I explained why that can't happen. You know, Biden can't really do shit. He can maybe get some limits on, like, ammo or magazines or something. But it's Congress. We need a supermajority to get anything done in Congress. And then say they did it, then it's going to go to the Supreme Court, and they're going to knock it the hell down because it's conservative court. And I'm just like... Nobody's taking your guns. You know, they're doing that to sell guns. And so this guy brought brings up, well, I heard I heard somebody say they're taking our guns. I said, oh, Beto O'Rourke? He didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. I'm sorry. I like the guy, but he was right. saying, he, was a, he knows that, that can't that be That was a dumb you know, when yeah. he said that. You know what I would have just said to the guy? Did you ever watch PBS and how a bill becomes a yeah. law? Like, no. What the fuck? No. Um, <laughs> they, they need to bring back that. Remember um, the little guy? Know, this yeah. one, yeah. Um, the just little a bill, bill on Capitol Hill. <laughs> yeah. So he kind of, kind of a little bit sunk in, and he's like, "Oh, so they're just 
they're just doing this to get everybody's emotions. I said, uh-huh. Uh, Nobody's uh, taking your guns. They can't do it. Let's bring back Schoolhouse Rock. I mean, that's how, <laughs> no, that's how, that's how we, we learned this All shit. All of them. I even liked 3, 2, 1, Contact. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it kind of shocks people when this liberal knows a little, uh, just a little bit about weapons. Uh, well, we've, we've said this for years. Okay. Uh, there, are, I know plenty of liberals who yeah. love their guns. Yeah. Plenty yeah. of them. You know, when I was... I was in Florida, and I was going from um, Tampa to Daytona. I stopped in Orlando. I stopped at the Pulse nightclub, Mm -hmm. which at the time was the biggest mass shooting ever. Mm -hmm. And that was just really, really sad. Mm -hmm. I mean, my my eyes filled up with tears, and just being there. Um, They have, like, um, these glass walls they put all around it, and... Well, glass and plywood, and there's a bunch of pictures of all the victims all of and artwork yeah. that people did, um, and you can still see the holes in the walls. Oh. It's, just, that would be very eerie to see yeah. the bullet holes. Yeah, and yeah. I, I know some people who had connections to that, and some um, LGBT advocacy type people, and yeah. Still, it still takes a breath out of you. And I mean, we've always said that we're not against guns, but there has to be, you know, something to keep guns out of people's hands that are just whack jobs mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the like the Vegas shooter. Hey, fine, have a gun, but why do you need thirty of them? Right, because he was planning on killing people. You know, like. That's the reason why. It's like, why can't we just agree on that? I don't yeah. get it. And most people agree on uh, tighter background checks and other things, yeah. <laughs> other regulations. Like, what, 80%, 90% of people agree. What's wrong with background checks? Anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of uh, gun nuts, um, did you hear how the Social Contact Club is doing? No, I haven't heard oh, a word. Dear God. Is there an update? I know. I, I haven't heard anything. That was it. so creepy. Just seeing his picture, like in his suit, sitting yeah. in like, pimp daddy. <laughs> and like, gosh, you probably get an STD just walking into that place. I'm like, do, do you see? Okay, so, so the social contact um, club, um, you bring your own alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have a poker night. But there's no money exchanged on premises. Is it strip poker? No, it's it's, it's just regular poker. Because but, they'll get in trouble for gambling. like the gambling laws. But but, but that's but, why. But when if you're just doing it for chips though, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't the chips be purchased off site? And isn't that still gambling though? No idea. I don't know. I don't know all that. I'm sure he's looked into all that though. Yeah. Like the dude, I tried to send a spy in there, but he didn't want to go. Why would you? I, I wouldn't want to go in there. I if if somebody went who was semi normal, like if I, I would feel like I would have to like wash my body with a Brillo pad after, like literally scrape my skin. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it was a sausage party. I would think so too. I mean, what kind of females are showing up to that? Right. Well, 
I won't go there, but um, <laughs> there might be a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I haven't heard a word, so I don't know anybody who's gone. So is is he no longer married? Was he? Married? He used to be married. Yeah, yeah. Somebody with a name very similar to mine. People get me confused with her sometimes. He was married to her? Uh Uh-huh. The mask, that's the mask person, right? Same first name as mine, yeah. Yeah, so the person that was, he was married? I'm not going to, I don't know if they were legally married, but they were a couple. I thought they were married. They were married. And they had, I don't think they have been for a few years. God, that Um, all makes sense. But wasn't she collecting signatures at that location? Yeah, I think so, maybe. Well, she would have to be somewhat lunatic yeah. to hook up with that. They may still be like business partners because I think they may still own that property together. I'd have to look at it. It's something we could look up. It's public record. I drove by it the other day because I was... Where is it? I think I was getting a coffee. It's on and it's Stockton over there. Hill. It's, it's over in that area. Roughly between the human being and Safeway, I'd say. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Oh, okay. That's where I went and got a coffee from yeah. a human being. And I was like... Ew, there's the social club, and they've got like a sign up. I forget what the fucking sign says. I'm just like, ugh. Freedom. We should get that guy. Yeah, something about. Do you think he'd be hostile if we got him on? Yes. Actually, I don't. I think he would probably come on. No, but do you, I think that he would like yell and stuff? I don't think so. Is he not a yeller? I don't think so. Oh, I would think he would, like, Boy, go off. It's like one of those crazy, calm and crazy. Like, like yeah, like I mean, I think he'd be Jack, okay at Jack first, Nicholson. but then I think he'd yeah. turn into a lunatic. I don't know. I think he'd stay calm. Huh. At least while we were on air. Yeah. Um, were you able to debate with him? No. No, yeah. I, he, he for a long time tried to get me to come on to his radio show, which he, I, as far as I can tell, he's still doing it on K-Talks. Love Guns and Freedom. Love Guns and Freedom. But years ago, he tried to get me to come on there as the queer girl. And he was going to have someone else on there, like, doing point-counterpoint with me. And I was just like, no. I don't <laughs> think so. Um. <laughs> How was that being on the being on the air here? Were you accepted? Down in Needles? Um, we had a small following. Um, again, I was a little less liberal then than I am now. Um, but, you know, we, we exposed, we exposed everybody. We didn't care who they were. So we had, you know, our little base of listeners, but, but, you know, who actually listened to us was Bullhead City Administration, the police department, the fire departments, all the, all those types of people listened to us. (laughs) More than the jet, we probably had more of an audience from those places than anywhere else. Hmm. But you uh, got flack for exposing things, right? Yeah. Like there was. Can you talk about the casino? Oh yeah, I can. Um, because I think I think it finally did come out. But and again, everything I'm talking about happened like a decade ago, so this isn't like anything recent. But one of the uh, travel casinos was being investigated by, I think it was the FBI somebody like that and they were running two sets of books so they had to completely restructure their everything with their business and so we we exposed that on the air a little bit and we had already not not me we I didn't own the station I just 
volunteered there, but the station had lost most of its advertising by that point anyway because of the, all the things it was exposing. And that was one of the last major advertising co- um, accounts was at casinos. So that went bye-bye. <laughs> well, I could imagine they wouldn't be too happy with that story yeah. coming out. And earlier they had been exposed for um, putting solid human waste on their edible crops. They were selling to the public. Gross! Oh. Yeah. That was like 15 years ago. That was, it was, you know, this stuff's like ancient history. But here I am telling more stories. Old, <laughs> old salty Woman oh, here, but um, yeah, yeah, we sort of told the truth enough to where it pretty much put the station out of business, and he sold it. Yeah. Anything, In a nutshell. Anything else? Any other? Oh God! Any other dirt? All kinds, all back kinds of day. dirt. There's all kinds of dirt. Um, ugh, just you know, dirty cops, dirty politicians. Uh, and go on. We really went hardcore after ex, the ex mayor um, Jack Hakem, and we were just exposing little things like uh, expense reports that weren't done right, like you know padded mileage and just minor shit. And it just pissed him off so bad. So we we were at war with Hakem for years. Um. And did he have any power to do anything <sighs> about it? He tried. Um. At one point, sorry, I got a hair in my mouth. I don't even remember what it was we were after him for, but he got, he, he went into a public meeting, city council meeting, held up a red folder and claimed to have dirt on me on the record at a meeting. So I'm like, Oh, now that's a public record. So I tried like hell to get I, what I knew was an empty folder, but I, I took it as far as I could. I got lawyers involved. I got the state involved, the state ombudsman office. Um, Hakeem ended up just kind of, claiming executive privilege or some bullshit. <laughs> and I had a, I was building a case against my former newspaper employer and the city of Bullhead City for defamation against me. I did have a case. And in Arizona, just so you know, anybody listening, if you uh, want to sue anybody for that, for defamation, there's only four states in the union, in this in union, sound like one of those, <laughs> in, in this country, uh, where you have to prove financial loss. And I did I did have a source who was going to help me prove that. So it's really hard to sue for that in Arizona. So anybody ever threatens to sue you for defamation or slander or libel, they got to prove they lost money. Oh, that, that's awesome oh, because... wow. It's called uh, defamation per, pro se or per se. I can't remember which it is. Yeah. Anyway. Huh. I, I ended up not being able to sue anyone because the attorney who was going to represent, represent me had a... Uh, Conflict of interest with my former employer. And that was the only guy who was willing to help me, so. So. Convenient, right? You think the corruption still runs deep? Absolutely. And it's probably worse than ever because there's even fewer sources of news out there now. And the ones that are still around are behind a paywall. Well, yeah, I mean, because there's basically newspapers are, Mm -hmm. like, turning the dinosaurs now. Right. And I... I fought with my publisher because I was exposing little, little tiny things, nothing even like huge. And they didn't like me doing that. And I said, well, I'm not going to stop telling you the truth. And I dared my publisher twice to fire me. <laughs> I said, what did I do wrong? Nothing, but we don't like what you're doing. So I, I just ended up quitting. I got tired of the bullshit, but uh, oh yeah, it's, I'm sure it's worse than it ever was. Well, I mean, there's no money in that industry anymore. No, instead. And then, you know, like the police departments, 
have here in this county and the cities here have such a terrible reputation nationally. You get hired here and then you try to move up the ladder and go somewhere else. It's really hard to get out. So that's where these guys become really dirty because they're stuck here. They got no choice. They are stuck in Mojave County. Wow. Yeah. You notice they never promote anybody from outside when they have like a, an opening of some sort. It's always from within here. That's why. So from if you're outside Mojave County, you just don't want to come here? Well, you may want to come here, but they, they're not going to let you in because they all they know one another's secret. They, they got it. You know. Oh, so you, like you, you, you don't want any fresh Yeah, you fresh rarely blood see fresh blood come here, like for a top job. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Interesting. Like I knew about cops. You know, the, the cops here don't make very much, um, even with overtime. I knew cops that were dealing drugs who were selling. Holy shit! Lots of them, you know, a lot of them were on hooked on steroids, legal steroids. Any you name a drug, they were it was going around. Huh. Especially like the SWAT guys were really bad. There was a lot of shit going on with those guys. Why the SWAT guys? They're like a gang. Um, now I'm not. I was never able to really confirm this because I would have had to see all of them naked. But um, there, there was a rumor going around that one of the SWAT teams they were all getting the same tattoo, and it said something along the lines in Latin of uh, "order through chaos," which is a very underground kind of white supremacist Alex oh Jonesy God. kind of a thing. Wow. Proud boys. Yeah, it's boys. right down that line. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. And there were like a lot of mishaps with weapons and all kinds of crap that really never got out. And this, you know, I'm working at the newspaper hearing about this and we would report it carefully because, you know, the newspapers don't want to piss anybody off here because they're all pretty much under the thumb of the quote stakeholders. So one big corporate mess. And when I say local papers, I mean more than one. Not, yeah. Well, there's only a couple local papers. There's a few, here. yeah. There's some smaller independent ones that are, aren't doing that. But, again. Actually, there was, there was one that actually hired, hired me as a freelancer for a while and was letting me really, really report some hardcore stuff, the standard. Who owns the papers here? <sighs> Honestly, I don't even... It's been so long since I've been... Uh, the ones down the hill that I think are owned by like big national syndicate type. I don't know about Kingman. Hmm. And then the smaller ones are all like family owned. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like how the uh, like the Daily Miner is always portrayed as like a liberal newspaper, and yeah. they're really not. Oh no, they're not at all. I know the people. People here are just insane. They just, yeah. There was an editor. If, yeah. if they hear, if they read something from the newspaper, one article they don't like, there's the liberal label slapped right on them, yeah. and they'll do it to all of them. Yeah. You know. And the miner had an editor who was trying to help expose people dying at the hospital and the hospital's horrible record at the time, and he was asked to leave. He got pushed out of town mm-hmm. because he was reporting the truth. Mm-hmm. They didn't care for that. They, it's like Jack Nicholson said, it, they can't handle the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, the hospital board is also the, the same people that used to be on the airport board. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's all they want things their way. Yeah. So 
They want to own the town. But I got to give kudos to the standard because that's the only outlet that just supported me 100%. And I had a really great editor who, you know, backed me up and checked everything out. But Was there money to be made in newspaper at the time? No. Back then? Mm. The last newspaper job I had paid 13, 14 bucks an hour. God. Yeah, here. Why do people stay in it? And I was making more than the reporters were. Because I was sort of like a news editor some days and quasi-management, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And it, it kills me because the, the fewer newspapers we have and the fewer, you know, the stupid paywalls, it just lets the corruption flourish. Right. And then everybody just turn and without newspapers, people just turn to social media for their news, which right. is never a good right. thing. That's dangerous. Yeah. And at least, you know, at least when I had a newspaper behind my name or a radio station or something, it was a lot easier for me to procure um, public records. But now as just, you know, a normal quote person, uh, it's impossible. I, I've been trying since August of 2019 to get some stuff from uh, the the thing with uh, Luana Gillette, all that yeah. stuff that went down. I never oh, did get it. Okay. I was trying to get like emails and stuff that were absolutely public record, and I was pretty much given the middle finger by the city and the and the county. So yeah, we'll see the county. Uh, God, why did I come back again? <laughs> to keep fighting I don't know and I you know and I did that I did my podcast for a while as I was thinking I would start digging again but I just I don't have a shovel anymore so <laughs> there's not much I can do and you have no connections to shovels either not really yeah uh-huh. my my really good mole in the police department uh got fired and oh shit a couple years ago and <laughs> The other two people I used to work with both passed away, so yeah, I don't know. And then part of me is like, do I want to even go back to that? I don't know. Yeah, so there's some that said, they said for ignorance. Yeah, you know, just like yeah. But yeah. So I just, I just assume everybody's corrupt anymore. So probably safe. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best of everybody. You know, I, I'm still naive. I, I like, oh no. Everything's good. Yeah, and there's and there's other things I, I'm I'm even afraid to even talk about. We used to talk about it on the radio, um, and we'd use like nicknames for people and like the drug trade around here, like the stuff you see on TV. It's it, it happens here. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of frightening, and people never seem to get in trouble. How bad is the drug issue in this area? That's horrible, and there's a few people that are obviously, you know, controlling and bringing things in and they're getting a pass from local, state, federal law enforcement. Now, I think, this is just my opinion, I think they let these people stay out there because these departments, the more busts they make, they get more grant money, you know, it helps them stay afloat and I think they like having these uh, individuals out there doing their thing. Um... Instead of just cutting the head off the snake because they know the snake. Plus, they'll make money off of them one way or another because they can, if people get caught with them, they can send them to jail and make money off of them that way. Yeah. Like, it's... Keeping people in the prison. Have you ever seen the documentary um, America's Drug War? I think it's called, like, uh, 
the great white hype or something like that. And it's about America's drug war, how it's the longest running drug war that or longest running war that has still never been defeated or over. And one of the, um, one of the guys in the documentary, he was a um, retired LAPD and he was in the time uh, when they were bringing drugs into Watts. So they had the CIA director at the time mm-hmm. and the people of Watts had like a community meeting and that guy was there. The LAPD guy was there. He was high up in the LAPD and he goes, he stands up in the middle of the meeting and he tells the CIA director, he goes, I know for a fact that the government is bringing drugs into this community. And the CIA director like dismisses them and just keeps like kind of talking over him. He goes, sir, these are the code names and starts naming them off. And the, the, Navy's been and the people in. of Watts yeah. like jumped up and they're like, I fucking knew it. And so the, the the LAPD officer, he ended up having to move to Venezuela. I mean, he had to get the fuck out of the United States after that. But he says, he goes, there was like a great moment of unity in doing that. And he also had mentioned, he goes, if you've ever seen the movie, the boys in the boys in the hood. And he goes, there's a part in the movie where Lawrence Fishburne says, how did the drugs get here? We don't got no planes. We don't got no helicopters. You know, we're poor. How the fuck do they get in here? And that's how, like, and I've always had this theory that, here, we're talking conspiracy theories. I'm like, I think they purposely brought it in there to either, A, get the community hooked on drugs so they could sell drugs. Then they can prosecute them and bust them for selling and distributing drugs get them or kill them off like they didn't give a fuck and then you have the private prisons right and they make money off of the inmates and this was like all around that time that did did you see that what was the name of that tom cruise movie that he was running american made and that's about that that's about the contras too and he would fly the drugs over into all stuff where like I remember being a kid when Oliver North was on trial, and the only thing I really remember was seeing him in court with his hand up all the time, because I was 10, and I had no idea what was happening, you know? But that guy, when it was all said and done, he got a fucking show on Fox News. That was his reward. And I, I know somebody who was in the military and was allowed to leave early because he was a witness in a drug case. For drugs coming over on a submarine in the like early nineties, and I guess there's been books written about this. This isn't a big thing, but yeah, it's well, nice. yeah. I mean, conspiracies like that I can get bored with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just. I mean, it makes you think. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing this for? You know, and hearing like watching the documentary on Freeway Ricky Ross too. He was like a main distributor during that time. And he was talking about, he goes, oh, yeah, they come in with this opportunity. He goes, people don't understand. Before that, he goes, I would go into stores and steal like a box of crackers or a bag of chips because I was starving. He goes, I didn't want to steal. So they came to me with this opportunity. So I started 
I became the biggest crack dealer at the time. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, if they weren't making drug busts in this county, they wouldn't get any more funding. And the other thing they do here, and they've been doing for years, and I'm going to reference an article. If anybody wants to know what's going on in this county, uh, it's a Phoenix News Times story from January 27, 1993, called Rats Snitching for the Sleaziest Cops in the State Isn't Going to Look Good on Your Resume. Everything that happens in this story is still happening to quite pretty much the same extent. A lot of the work here is done by using informants. That's kind of what the story's about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know how much actual detective work's going on in, around here, but they're they're using informants excessively. So, I always wondered why this place only seemed to care about when it comes to the law. They really give a shit about people speeding. I mean, you go over five miles over the speed limit, you're probably getting pulled over. And they care about DUIs. Like, that's their thing. I'm like, why do they just let the drug problem continue and flourish here? Because it brings them money. Right. I mean, I've always thought it was insane. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And you'll notice, like, if you see a story in the paper or wherever, you know, a guy gets busted for drugs, blah, 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 and he's out the next day. Because now he's an informant, you know. Huh. They put him to work. You know, he's part of the machine. It's crazy. Well, well I guess on that note, we'll wrap this one up. <laughs> <laughs> on the note of corruption. Yeah, yeah, no, Happy reading. If, uh, if any of you caught that article, I highly recommend it, even though it's and put it an out old there. article. Put that out there again. Where can they find it? Oh, it's on the Phoenix News Times uh, website. It's... Of course, I just closed it. Oh, I love New Times. But, um, yeah, it's it's called Rats Snitching on the Cops uh, Will Not Look Good on Your Resume. It's about Mojave County and what went on here with the informants and the drugs. And I'll, I'll put that link on our social yeah, media. Yeah. I, okay. I think cool. I sent it to you. I'll resend yeah. it. Yeah. So um, look for that. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and we're on Twitter, too. I need to do more with that. I need to get the website up and going, too. Um but hey, I was on vacation, so. <laughs> Woohoo! Welcome back to paradise. Oh, welcome back, yeah. welcome back. Well, at least it's not humid. <laughs> it wasn't that humid when I was there. Yeah. It was a little bit. It was like a good time of year, though, for low humidity. Yeah, it's a good time to go to Florida. Which, yeah. I was actually supposed to be on a cruise ship right now, headed toward the Roatan out of New Orleans. Thanks, COVID. Uh, oh, cruise ships, though. COVID. That's like. COVID ruins everything. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be like, because I've been wanting to do the Alaska cruise, but I'm like, I think I might wait several years, like put that one more off. I don't, I'm not excited about getting on a cruise yeah. ship. No. I was supposed to go on one July to um, Alaska, but they, they're going to have to cancel it because all the Canadian ports are shut down. Oh. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get over COVID this year. I think this year is going to be a got another year down. yeah we've got another year to go well yeah they're saying everyone that wants to get the vaccine should be able to have it by the end of summer i think yeah yeah end of july i think yeah and i'm supposed to go to tennessee at the end of september so i'm like mm, we'll see i don't know it's i was in tampa for super bowl week mm-hmm. and i was managed to stay socially distanced yeah. for the most part it's the planes i'm worried about it's the airplane ride yeah but, well Hey, knock on wood, I right. made it a week. So another week, I should be all set. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I, uh, I I was like on on a plane and I swallowed something wrong and I like, <gasps> had a, I started to cough a little bit. Oh, I'm like, no. oh no, do not cough on a plane. Right. Oh, thank you. Have COVID. So we've gone from snakes on a plane to coughs on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> More fucking COVID on this plane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll see you next week. All right. All right. Thanks okay. for having me back. Uh, thanks for coming on. Yep. Anytime. That's great. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye, y'all.